trainings in Facebook jail again. The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in the professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Stone and Tile Show. This is actually episode 139. I can't believe I've been doing that many. Uh, anyway, um, the telephone number to call in, if you will, is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. And in case I didn't introduce myself, I am Fred Houston, your host. And uh, before I get started today with today's topic and Actually, it's, it's going to be a kind of a random topic, but really not really. I, I kind of changed it midway. I'll explain that uh, in a minute. Uh, but a couple of announcements. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Kyle over at the Floor Academy. Kyle does a podcast, and uh, that podcast out there is um, uh, just interviewed me. So he will he'll be putting that up pretty soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, just simply go to Facebook or to Google and search out the Floor Academy. Okay, also, uh, I want to announce that I am doing uh, several what we call e-learning courses. I'm going to be doing one on becoming an expert witness and also my famous inspection and troubleshooting class. I'm going to also be doing that uh, via Internet. So if you guys can't get away for the four days for the live class, uh, I'm going to have an Internet version of that as well. So you can go on over to the Tile and Stones, uh, the Tile and Stone School uh, dot com and check that out. That's the tileandstoneschool.com. Um, also, I'm going to be doing that class live. If you're interested, I'm going to be doing it February 7th and 10th, which is a week after uh, the Stone Show out in Las Vegas. So if anybody wants to attend that, I'm keeping the classes very small uh, due to the COVID thing. And uh, so if anybody wants to get in there, I'd highly recommend that you contact me ASAP. Uh, you can leave a deposit. You don't have to pay, you know, all, all of it right up front. So just uh, send me an email at fhuston at gmail.com. I'll spell that for you. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Of course, I'm doing this live, but it's also available on podcast. So if you're listening live and you'd like to call in, 323-870-3968, that's 323 323- Eight seven zero three nine six eight. Okay, you know, I've recently done uh, several inspections on these gauge porcelain slabs, and I thought this would be uh, a topic I don't think I've covered on, on 138 of these shows before. Uh, some of the failures that I'm seeing with these are, 
quite honestly, mistakes that shouldn't be made by experienced installers. Um, I'm going to cover two of them that I have seen here. Uh, the first one being a large gauge porcelain floor, and the second one being a large gauge porcelain uh, shower install. So let's let's look at the floor install. Uh, I was called in because this floor was cracking. It was a fairly new installation, I would say, probably installed about six months, and a homeowner noticed all these cracks occurring. So obviously I got called in. He's suing the installer, and uh, I go in and do my inspection. I discovered several mistakes that hopefully you experienced installers out there will not make, especially with these large panels. These panels were about six foot by four foot wide, roughly. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but there were several issues. The first thing I saw is that this particular house, which is a very, very large house, is probably about 5,000 square feet of flooring uh, with this porcelain uh, material in there. And everywhere there was a heating register, there was a crack emanating from the corner of the heating registers. So I obviously pulled one up. Now, actually, I pulled them all up, but the first one I pulled up, I noticed right away that all the heating registers had a sharp inside right angle corner. Now, this is something I have not seen covered in the TCNA manual, uh, the ANSI manual. I have seen it covered in a lot of the manufacturer's instructions, and that is inside right angle corners are prone to crack. And the reason they crack is due to stress. If you can imagine you having a very sharp inside right angle corner, and imagine a wave hitting it. It could be a liquid wave. It could be a sound wave, however you want to imagine it. But if you imagine a wave hitting that, that angle, that sharp corner, that creates a stress. So as that wave is hitting it, it wants to, it, it, it's, it's, it's stressing it out. So it's going to crack. Now, if that were radius, what would happen is that wave would kind of flow around it. And that's a real brief layman's term to the physics of how that, how that works. But any inside right angle corner should be radius. You radius it first and then make your straight cuts. And I've seen this over and over again, not only on these gauge porcelain tiles, but also on stone tiles, on regular tiles going around corners, uh, uh, jams and, 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 uh, and doorways, uh, around columns, wherever you're going to need to cut a inside right angle corner, that corner should not be sharp and it should be radius. So that was failure number one. Failure number two, there was absolutely zero, no expansion joints in the entire installation. Now, when I'm talking expansion joints, I'm talking perimeter joints. I pulled off the baseboard, and those tiles were set right up against the two-by-fours. And obviously what happens there, as those two-by-fours expand and contract, which, which they do more so than the porcelain does in this case, uh, they're going to cause pressure on the, on the material, and it's going to cause either a crack you can get tenting that will occur with smaller tiles, and that's a big no-no. The second problem I saw was also it was installed but right up against a wood floor. I mean, there was no expansion at all, and hardly you could stick a razor blade uh, between the porcelain and the wood flooring. And, of course, the same situation. As that wood expands, it's going to cause pressure on the porcelain tile, and it's going to crack, and it's, it's going to want to move. So that was number two. Now, I also put some levels on this floor, and it was totally unlevel. And with these large, large panels, you need to have as flat a floor as possible. And I believe the TCNA standard, the ANSI standard, calls for one-eighth inch 
in 10 foot. So, you know, that's some pretty strict flatness. So uh, that's something that also needs to be take, taken a look at. So needless to say, with this particular floor installation, is a total failure. It's going to continue to crack, and it's, it's a big problem. And uh, come to find out this particular contractor, and I won't say who it is or where it was, um, didn't have any experience installing this type of material. He was a tile setter, used to installing 12 by 12s and, and smaller, and had never installed these large gauge porcelain porcelain panels. And that's something you definitely need to get some training on. And I know the uh, TCNA and the CTI both do training in that. Uh, you know, guys, come on, get get, tra- get training. This poor guy's going to get sued. Uh, he's going to probably have to fork out the money uh, to replace this. He probably won't have the opportunity to replace it himself. He'll probably get somebody else in there. So it's not only going to cost him the money that he uh, put out to, to do this work, but it's also going to cost him legal fees, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, uh, and make sure you don't, don't end up with this. And I, I can't tell you how many guys I see out there installing this material that do not have the experience to do. So, that's case number one. Case number two is a shower that I recently looked at. This was a 12 millimeter material. And the reason I got called in is they thought everything was honky dory, everything was fine until a ceiling panel fell. Uh, thank goodness it wasn't a completed installation. Uh, the house was still being built and the ceiling panel fell when no one was there. And uh, these are very large panels. These panels were probably about, I can't remember the exact dimension, but probably there were two two panels on the ceiling, probably about six foot by maybe 40 inches wide. Uh, they were simply just thin set. Well, actually, they were they used in an LH2 mortar, a medium bed mortar, if you will. And, um, you know, I'm just not a fan of that for ceilings. Uh, even though the specs say that you can direct it here, these materials, I see two issues with with the ceiling panels here. Um, The first issue being is that uh, it's possible the wrong setting material was used, the wrong brand of setting material. You have to remember porcelain tile. You need to read your directions and make sure you're using using the right material. The second problem I saw with this is that these panels are heavy. I calculated each one was exceeded about 120 pounds. And in order to adhere that with setting mortars, you have to be extremely careful and really, really know what you're doing. Now, the topper of it all is they were spot bonded. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit uh, when we talk about the talk about the walls and why spot bonding is a no-no. And you guys that are experienced installers should know that, know that anyway. If I were installing these particular slabs, first of all, they were 12 millimeter slabs. And I'm not sure I would install 12 millimeter slabs just because they're so heavy and because of the length, you end up having what I call a sagging problem or, or could have what you call a sagging problem. So even if they're staying up there for now, eventually they're going to sag down and uh, they could fall again. Uh, and lastly, on those panels, I probably would have used some kind of mechanical anchoring on there. I mean, anytime you do an overhead uh, tile, you know, especially that size, I would consider doing some kind of mechanical anchoring. Uh, even though it's not called for in the ANSI specs, uh, I would definitely, definitely uh, call that out. All right, we're going to talk about the walls here in a second in that shower. But before I do, I want to mention uh, one particular document that you need to get in addition to, you know, the TCNA manual, the uh, other manuals that are out there, is to make sure you pick up the ANSI guide. It is called the American National Standard Specification for Gauge Porcelain Tiles and Gauge Porcelain 
tile panels slash slabs. And uh, this is a document I use continually. This is a standard. And I think we've talked about this on previous shows where you have to be careful when you're, you're quoting some of these manuals as to are they a standard or are they a guideline. And in this case, when it comes to ANSI, ANSI is a standard. Uh, the TCNA manuals, the um, Natural Stone Institute manuals are guidelines. They're not standards, although they do refer to the ANSI standards. So just just a little tip that I've run into uh, occasionally when it comes to uh, comes to lawsuits is what is a standard and what is a what is a guideline. But that's a document I use uh, the ANSI documents I use considerably. Okay, what else went wrong on this particular job? And I'm going to pull the report out here so you may see some shuffling of paper. Of course, on the walls they were all spot bonded. Uh, I took a a, a a margin trowel and it could actually stick it into the side and. It was spot bonded all over the place. Now, how do I know by just looking at the side that it was spot bonded throughout? I didn't. What I basically did is took my infrared camera. You heat up the outside of the material. You take an infrared picture, and the spots will show up. And there were spots all over this thing. Uh, edges weren't, you know, where the corners were, where the edges are, weren't supported fully, which ANSI calls for, you know, uh, supported edges. Uh, mortar coverage. Now, here's where we get a little tricky when it comes to mortar coverage. If you look at the ANSI standard, the ANSI calls for a 95% coverage, but many of the manufacturers uh, don't really state a 95% coverage. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find the, uh, the quote that I found from this particular uh, coverage. And it basically says, mortar coverage must be sufficient to provide support under the gauge porcelain tile or gauge porcelain tile panel slabs with no voids exceeding two square inches. Coverage shall be significantly distributed to give support of the tile, especially at corners and edges. So even if we don't follow that 95% coverage, which we should, this particular installation was far, far beyond that. I calculated based on the number of spots there, there were probably less than 60% coverage. So there was failure uh, there there as well. also, the setting mortar thickness, and this is a, uh, if you guys listen to some of the uh, the webinars from the uh, uh, TCNA, uh, you, you would have heard this, and that you will hear that some of these LHT mortars can be set up to three quarters of an inch. But what you might not, might not be clear, I should say, is that the maximum after the tile or after the slab is set is a half an inch. So basically, you can trowel on three quarters of an inch press on your, your tile or your slab and reduce it down to half an inch. So anything over a half an inch is excessive. And what, what the problem you run in there with a lot of these mortars is you end up with shear, shear issues. So if they're too thick, you can actually get a shearing effect, and, and that can cause some failure of that particular, uh, that particular slab. All right, before we go on, let me give the phone number out one more time. I would love to hear your thoughts and your experience, 323 870 3968. That's 323-870-3968. Okay, also I saw, and this I was able to see through the sides, lack of back buttering, especially with these large slabs. And you guys know that, you know, tiles over any one side being over 15 15 inches, which obviously these large slabs fall into that category, uh, should be back buttered so you can obtain that coverage. There was no back buttering at all in this particular installation. Now, let's take a look at the niches. There were several niches in here, and every single one 
had inside right angle corners, which is going to put stress in that particular slab and can and probably will eventually, eventually crack. Now, also, let's talk about seam width. I know when you guys are dealing with designers and you're dealing with homeowners, they want as thin of a, of a seam, or if you want to call it a grout joint, as possible. Uh, and most of the specs call for 3 sixteenths of a, a minimum of 3 sixteenths of an inch. When I measured these, these were 1 sixteenth of an inch. So very, very small. So... You know, guys, I cannot emphasize enough, if you're going to do these type of installations, get the training. You know, get, get the proper training. Uh, if you don't have the training, hire someone that has experience and follow the ANSI and the TCNA guidelines. Uh, it's, you know, otherwise you're going to end up getting someone like, like me, an inspector like me, to come in, do a thorough investigation and inspection, and, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be in trouble. And I can tell you from experience, this stuff does hold up in court. Um, so if you don't follow those guidelines and I know, you know, I, I, I had a conversation the other day with someone and I, I love the, you know, well, I've been doing this for 30 years and I've never had an issue. That's because number one, your customer probably doesn't want you back in the house if you did a crappy installation. And number two, you probably haven't seen what happens to your installation. You know, after the fact, I see him constantly, you know, as an inspector, I get called in to new installations, uh, existing installations. And uh, some of the work I see out there is really bad, which gives which gives tile setters out there a really really bad name. So guys, you know, make sure uh, you get the proper training. Uh, I can't emphasize that enough. All right, one more time before I close things out. It's going to be a short show today. Three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. Uh, let me take a quick break, and we'll come back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate product. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. Alrighty, folks, we're talking about these porcelain slab, uh, gauge porcelain slab failures that I've, you know, just covered, you know, lack of expansion joints, wrong seam width, uh, spot bonding, uh, right inside right angle corners, and this, you know, both floors, both floors and walls. I also want to mention that there's a lot of these materials coming into play, different manufacturers, and some of them are really good. Some of them are really bad. Some of them have their own issues. Oh, I did forgot to mention with the shower one here, we had a lot of chipping 
uh, long saw blade was probably used and they cut these materials and caused a lot of chipping. So, you know, you need to learn how to cut this material, how to miter this material properly. It's not the same as stone. It's not the same as your ceramic. Ceramic tile is a whole nother, whole nother ball game. So again, I can't emphasize enough how important it is uh, to get the proper training when it comes to installing these type of uh, these type of materials. Alrighty, folks, I'm going to wrap things up for today. I just wanted to give you a short shout out on these Gates porcelain materials. If anybody has any comments or questions for me, uh, I know we didn't cover refinishing porcelain. I'm going to leave that to a whole nother show because that's a whole nother topic. Um, so if you uh, want to send me an email, it's fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. And again, folks, if you want to attend the live inspection and troubleshooting seminar where we do cover uh, not only stone, but we do cover tile as well as these gauge porcelain materials. I have a, a bunch of slabs, uh, slabs, a bunch of side slides on that that uh, that we show in these two particular instances that I'm talking about. Uh, we actually show these in the in the actual class itself. So, you know, go ahead and send me an email or give me a call. My cell phone is five one four. I'm sorry, three two one five one four six eight four five. I'll repeat that three two one five one four six eight four five. Alrighty, folks. Again, uh, glad you're listening. Uh, if anybody wants to be interviewed on the show, they have any comments, drop me an email, and we'll get you scheduled in there. So, folks, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.